0: So I got a joke for you. Okay. So there was this woman who was watching TV.
1: Is <laughs> <Was> that too, <laughs> <didn't really>? even...
0: <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> So there's this woman watching TV, and she was the news happened to come on. It was a special, you know, breaking report. And there was this man driving down the wrong side of the interstate, causing just all sorts of havoc. And so the woman got really upset because she realized that her husband, it was the time that he should be coming back from work. So she's like, oh no, he's got to. He's got to know about this. So she calls him, calls him up and says, honey, you've got to be careful. Some maniac is on the road driving the wrong way. And he's like, one of them? There's got to be a hundred of them. Oh. (laughs)
1: Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. Nope. No, no, no. No superheroes here. Just Jay and John. Welcome to the nerdiest podcast you'll ever hear. They didn't ask
0: us. Oh, so, to bend. gosh, do we have a lot to talk about today. Holy cow. This is going to be an episode full of just... News. News. <laughs> and just everybody having their minds blown Uh, And then hopefully everybody going online and checking this out. Unless they already have. Uh, It's possible that you already watched this. So, first off, welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me, as always, is Sir Mix When He Can.
1: That's fair. I'll take it. It's it's (laughs) not wrong. I mean, it depends on what I'm mixing. Like, if we're talking, like, Sir Mix-A-Lot, who is presumably mixing, like, audio and music and songs and stuff... No, I don't have that talent, but if we're talking mixing like mashed potatoes, you have my attention.
0: All right. Or drinks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, milkshakes.
1: Gotta be careful with those. I hear they bring the boys to the yard. Gotta social distance that.
0: As long as there's less than 10, then you're fine.
1: Okay. Six feet apart. (laughs) Gotta get that radius.
0: Well, let's start with, uh, before we jump into what we have, because we do have a lot to talk about. Uh, So... We are very excited because DC Fandom was just this past weekend. August 22nd was DC FanDome. It was the first time. So usually all of this kind of stuff is released during the DC or not DC, but the San Diego Comic-Con S-D-Z-Z.
1: and DCC.
0: Yes. Now, because the Comic-Con didn't happen this year they decided to kind of do their own thing Uh, they decided that they had a lot of announcements that they could do so they went ahead and did an exclusive online thing i think from what i've understood especially during the streaming itself it was very successful lots of people were watching lots of people were involved i know i tweeted at one point and my tweet popped up on the live feed which was fun i don't know i really enjoyed it personally what what did you think john
1: I had a phenomenal time watching it. It was probably... So I started watching it when it kicked off with the uh, Wonder Woman 84 panel. It was probably about two or three panels and I realized, you know, this is the closest I'm ever going to get to Comic-Con. So right. I hope they do this every year. Me <laughs>
0: like, some, I, like some, Like
1: some way of it every year, yeah.
0: Of, of everything to be the new normal, I hope this definitely becomes the new normal. Absolutely. But it was wonderful and I enjoyed it. And it was fun because yeah I mean if you were watching it live you were the first to see this stuff and then they would release it like a few hours later so that was kind of cool so you did feel like you were part of like that exclusive club even though it was released just a couple hours later but it still made it a lot of fun now before we dive into all of that I think what would be really good is for us to kind of go over maybe what we've been up to recently, because this recording is just being, this is being recorded just a week in advance before the episode is released. So we, we, I mean, we've had a lot going on, uh, since we last talked to each other. I mean, it's been what, three weeks, something like that since you and I have talked. Yeah, thereabouts, I think. I think it'd be a good idea to maybe discuss maybe what we've been up to. Uh, what we're getting into, what we've been enjoying. I've got several things, so do, do you want to go first? You want me to go first?
1: I can go first. I have a really repetitious life. Not necess- I, I call it boring. I feel like a lot of people would really enjoy it. So I'm a creature of habit. I play most of the same things. Uh, I started a series on my Twitch channel where I pl- I'm playing through all of the Call of Duty campaigns, and um, I'm in Call of Duty 3, which is from 2006, and it's just... Absolute trash. It's a terrible game and I hate it. Um, And because of the way I've chosen to do the order of the games, it's a modified release, like a story order. So the next game would have been Call of Duty 4, except that Modern Warfare 2019 is kind of a prequel to COD 4. So I'm jumping from 2006 terrible gameplay mechanics to literally the newest game, and it's going to be just such a weird disassociation. I got the Blu-ray complete series of Batman Beyond. Oh, sweet. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I saw that uh, Thundercats was added to Hulu somewhat recently, so I've been starting that. I watched the first two episodes with my wife who did not watch it growing up so she has zero nostalgia and zero problem making fun of it i'm like babe you need to you need to pump the brakes on that one
0: (laughs) tone that down a little bit (laughs) well thundercats (laughs) so they remade that later didn't they
1: yes they did in the in the i think it was a tweet that i saw from hulu that said they released the original one from the 80s and the remake they both got added to hulu
0: at the same time was the remake did you watch it at all not at all no yeah i didn't either but i did enjoy thundercats growing up definitely had that uh he-man vibe to it
1: that was what that's what she said because she was like what is that he-man and i was just like
0: no it's lion o gosh it's a furry (laughs) he-man
1: stop my childhood (laughs) ah hit me in the childhood right You you hate to see it some people's childhood is more sensitive than others
0: I guess so. I guess it's one of those things, if you can laugh at yourself, it's alright. Well, very cool. Yeah, so you've been uh, revisiting some old things that you once enjoyed in the past. Absolutely. Which is always fun. So what
1: have uh, what have you been up to?
0: Well, uh, as you know, I now have a, a new baby in the house. Uh, he is three weeks old tomorrow, and he is just a huge bundle of joy, and uh, I've had to change several bundles of joy uh i knew it was coming but it's still funny (laughs) (laughs) and uh luckily you know it's a blessing at first because nothing really smells all that bad at first and then it does and and then it just gets worse from there but so far so good so we'll see what happens (laughs) (laughs) But uh, other than that, so one of the things I downloaded, which I kind of made fun of, I realized on one of our previous episodes, is I downloaded Skyrim. I kept complaining because I was like, "I I wish they would just release a new one. They just keep releasing the same one over and over again. But I found it on Xbox, and it was only $13. You know, I think it was one of those promotional things, and it was like, just for you, $13. I know you're probably offering this to lots of people, but... I'm gonna sucker in and go ahead and buy it anyway because that's a lot of content for thirteen dollars.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, and and the cool thing is too is now that you you can download the mods that people have created.
1: That was that was my question.
0: And so that's one thing I did is I've downloaded not a whole lot, but I've downloaded some mods that like have improved the picture quality. So it's now high resolution HD like the water is very realistic. Uh, the nature looks really cool like the it's just it it's a beautiful game, which it already like, was, but
1: so you've uh, you've mainly just done texture mods so far.
0: Pretty much, and then I also just because I am a sucker for The Legend of Zelda, that's the first thing I searched was, do they have a Legend of Zelda mod? Absolutely. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. So I downloaded all the Zelda stuff. That I could, and so now I'm fighting with a master shor- a master sword and the uh, Hylian shield. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And I then know the it's,
1: only uh, sorry the the, f- the only mod so the Xbox and PC have a very good relationship with uh, Bethesda mods. They do. PlayStation does not.
0: That's so what I've heard. PlayStation,
1: I don't think, has mods on it yet. And my favorite mod that I've witnessed, I haven't actually seen it firsthand, obviously, uh, is for I want to say it's Fallout Four. Because one of the guns you can get in that game is a mini nuke launcher. And instead of a firing sound, it made the, and his name is John Cena. And when it exploded, it did his theme song. Ba-ba-da-ba, ba-ba-da-ba. And The it was just like full autoing this mini nuke launcher. And his name, and his name, and his name. <laughs>
0: that is fantastic. Ah, so much fun. Uh, yes, but it's a, it's a lot of fun, and it's really cool because a lot of the extra stuff that was added later to Skyrim, um, like all the bonus material you could download, it's included in it. So, oh, so it was, so it was complete a complete edition for Yeah, $13. it's complete. That's
1: mm-hmm. awesome.
0: Yeah, so it's a ton of stuff, and it's so awesome. And then the other thing I did was, um, so I stepped into the computer gaming world, and I bought This laptop that I'm on at Christmas and I knew that it had gaming capability when I bought it but the main reason I bought it was because it was fast and and from what I had read it was a very good computer and I thought you know I've got this gaming computer and I'm only using it to maybe a quarter of its capabilities so I went ahead and downloaded uh, Star Wars uh, The Old Republic the MMO the massive multiplayer online and I've been playing that too Nice. That has also been a lot of fun. One thing I will warn you,
1: uh, Star Wars Old Republicness, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, is super buggy through Steam. I feel is like it? I may have told you about this before. So I, had done, I was super excited because I had never played them on Xbox. But I was like, oh, they're on Steam. I have this computer that can obviously handle a 2003 game. Um, but when it got ported to PC, the combat is bugged. Oh, no. So, like, whenever you finish an encounter, you can't move.
0: Oh, that's terrible.
1: So you, so you have to, like, quick save and quick load after everything. Oh, that's a pain. It's so, it's so tedious.
0: So are they did you have to buy it?
1: I did, but, I mean, I'll play it eventually, I guess, because I'll just bind quick save and quick load to, to keys, and then it should uh, be right. really, a really fast process.
0: Okay. Well, I guess you... If can figure out how to do it right then i guess it's not a problem
1: i wish i had known going into it because i was like what's wrong like did it freeze my computer it shouldn't have done that and then i googled it and i was like yeah no this is a known thing but there probably will never be a patch for it
0: oh man so upsetting darn well so that's what we've been up to what have you been up to listener yeah down, no swiping Dory. i was about to say we're on the same page here <laughs> <laughs> um okay well let's dive in dc fandom oh my gosh this is it was so overwhelming i so this thing started let's see here in tennessee we're in central standard time
1: i want to say it started at noon because i think it was 10 pacific
0: did it 10 okay i think so yeah i think you're right it was i don't know i don't know what it was but I mean, from the very beginning, boom, it was, man, intense. There's think everything was flying at you. For me, it, it kind of felt like it was really, it was going almost too fast. Like, I feel like they could have had a little bit, almost like a commercial break in between. But the commercial breaks were more like, hey, here's some fans and here's their costumes or their artwork or whatever and I feel like they almost should have just kind of you know how like ESPN if you're ever watching online like it just pops up and says we're in a commercial break and it's just the logo like I almost yeah. feel like they should have done that with like a countdown for what was coming next
1: sometimes I would have been all right with that for sure because there were some when I was like um oh, I'm trying to remember what it was between but one of the between panels things was like patty jenkins interviewing venus williams so that's the that's the director of Wonder Woman interviewing a fairly famous, I mean, pretty famous Wonder Woman fan who has kind of graduated from being a tennis star to also playing tennis, but also being like a clothing designer. And one of the things her clothing label is doing is a Wonder Woman inspired active wear line. And it was like, you know, I thought this was going to be like important stuff because I don't care about Venus Williams activewear line. And then it it went longer than it should, but it also like you need to have commercials to pay the bills, right? So I was like, well, if this is what the commercial is going to be, then I'm I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah, it's certainly easier to watch that than another Progressive commercial.
1: I don't know. One of the Oh, I'm trying. It was it was the Suicide Squad movie. They had like fan questions. And one of the fan questions was Jake from State Farm wondering how many things they blew up and what the insurance was like. I was <laughs> that's, like that's fantastic. A little, that's a little forward there, but again, <laughs> if that's the if that's the ad, that means I can watch this
0: for free at my house. So lots of things to cover. We could go and order the actual schedule. I feel like we should go from most exciting to least exciting. However, we should,
1: we should absolutely go most exciting to least exciting because we are most excited about the same thing.
0: Or, I guess, least exciting to most exciting.
1: Oh, that's such a tease. I like Which it. Which one do we do? Least exciting. We got to build up the tension. Okay. So and then we'll have a
0: cliffhanger and not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time. To see if S- Vegeta actually fights Goku. So I'm going to start with uh, one of the least exciting things just because I don't watch this show at all was The Flash. So I watched this panel, it was a very small panel like in between. It was almost it was one of those commercial break type of things. You know, it had Grant Gustin and who plays The Flash and the the whole cast and they were just kind of talking about different things. I'm going to be honest with you, I did not listen to anything they were saying. Grant Gustin had a beard and I could not get over it because he's so clean shaven as the Flash that seeing him with a beard, I was like, is he trying out for a green arrow? Like what's going on here? It was just, it was very different. I couldn't get it out of my head. He almost looked like a fisherman. What's that show? Deadliest Catch? (laughs) Because he had a beanie on and then this beard and you're like, what is going on? Do you think, do you think the Flash's
1: beard grows at the same rate that the rest of him does? Oh gosh. Cause like his healing factor means he heals faster, but with yeah, his he beard, to... would he have to shave like three times a day?
0: It's possible. Yeah. But at the same time, could he vibrate just his skin to the point that his facial hair just kind of falls off or maybe <laughs> that's why he wears something over his head because he runs so fast that his hair just falls out,
1: R- rips out Yeah, because he's
0: running so fast. Oh,
1: that sounds painful. Golly.
0: <laughs> Things we wonder about as nerds, right?
1: Yeah. Normal, normal people don't care about this.
0: <laughs> Not at all. So let's see. Um, next up. So, how did you feel about the Su- Squad, Suicide Squad?
1: The movie panel. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Because they did a they did a cast confirmation. Okay. So up so until. See, the, all right. So uh,
0: just for, so the listener knows, just real quick, this was one that John watched that I didn't. Uh, I wasn't nearly as interested, so I kind of skipped over it. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: So up until fandom which I really thought someone just spelled it wrong, <laughs> right? And then they leaned into it and I was like, "Oh, you know, more power to you." But they were really pretentious about fandom. They're like over like overpronouncing it. But just anyway, so up until confusing. confusion. Confusion. Yeah, up until the the suicide squad panel, there was no confirmation who was playing what role, and there's this massive cast, right? It's like it's like 20 people. So it was all these rumors of who's playing what. And one of the questions that James Gunn got asked, it was someone like, oh, you know, is this who uh, Flew Laborg is going to be playing? And also, is this who Nathan Fillion is going to be playing? And he kind of like smirked at the question because he was like, well, you're half right. Since you brought it up, let's bring everyone else out here. And it'll obviously it was everybody zooming in individually. But it was starting with Viola Davis and going all the way down to who the last role i don't know who the last role would be i'll just say michael rooker because they dumped on him a lot in this panel they had they had a lot of fun making fun of michael rooker and i felt bad after a little bit
0: poor guy i guess they got to pick on somebody right
1: well he he was he leaned into it too because even when james gunn was announcing him he was like and you know i'm making a movie so michael rooker's in it um (laughs) because he was james gunn also made guardians of the galaxy and michael rooker was famously yondu so they did, they did a little blurb of everybody confirming their character. They're just so ridiculous, to be honest with you. Like, they make the squad from the first Suicide Squad movie look like viable soldiers. Because they have, like, Polka Dot Man and Javelin Man and Rat Catcher. And it's like, don't get me wrong, some of these are going to die, like, immediately. Because that's oh, yeah. how they do Suicide Squad. But some of them aren't. And they're going to be in this movie long term. And I'm not going to be able to believe that.
0: So did they give any more like plot, like what the plot's going to be No, Not
1: especially. Um, they did a, so they had, they broke everyone down into two teams with a uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller and Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. And they like drafted from the rest of the cast to do suicide squad trivia. And Pete Davidson got picked last and he goes, Oh yeah, just like high school. And I'm a, I'm a really big Pete Davidson fan. So I had a lot of fun in the panel, but I feel like if you don't like Pete Davidson, you you don't like him. Like, you don't have... there's no middle ground with him, especially.
0: Did they confirm who he's going to be playing?
1: Yes, and I have forgotten, because there were so many of them, and I have only heard of, like, the main people.
0: I wondered. I wondered, you know, there are... the cast was so big, because I remember when they released all the names, it was like a poster, you know, a movie yeah. poster with all the names, and it was just so many and you're like is this real or is this just the people that they have in mind
1: no it it legit is like 18 people and then there I were guess two teams of nine
0: there wasn't a trailer involved right
1: there was a behind the scenes uh, but James Gunn did also say he looks forward to I think he said August 6th of 2021 is the targeted release date and I'm like that's another year yeah, This movie was supposed to come out already, wasn't it? They finished, I don't know they if it finished... was going to
0: come out this year, but I thought it would be sooner. Because they announced it last year. Well,
1: he said they finished uh, primary shooting in like January, before all this stuff hit the fan. Oh, wow. Huh. So they would have just been doing reshoots and editing and all this stuff. So it's like, if you're at this stage of the production, why do you need another year? Yeah, that's that's odd. But they also said the special effects guy said they had more effects in this movie than any of the rest of the movies he's been on combined. Maybe that's why they need another year. Maybe. Because they just need to render all of this stuff.
0: Well, you know, kind of jumping off of that into the Suicide Squad video game that was released. That was actually the last thing that I watched before uh, turning it off. Speaking of release dates being pushed and waiting an insanely long time for stuff to come out... This video game is not supposed to come out till 2022. And I'm like, why are you already releasing stuff for it if it's so far away? But they um, they released it. The trailer is pretty cool. Um, I recommend checking it out. It's it's definitely not kid-friendly. But it's uh, it was very interesting. Uh, so it's... Uh, obviously, Brainiac has taken over the world or is destroying Metropolis or whatever. And uh, it, it was it was interesting because the whole world is just crashing crashing down uh, it's harley quinn king shark deadshot and captain boomerang they're kind of hanging out on a rooftop and amanda waller is telling them who they need to target and of course they're taking their time and they're like oh man like why why should we rush the whole world's kind of gone to hell anyway on the rooftop and, and a, a helicopter is about to hit him superman is suddenly there in front of him stop the helicopter but is holding the helicopter pilot king shark is kind of in awe and is like oh it's the mighty superman and he saved that guy and all this other stuff and they're like yeah and then all of a sudden his eyes are like this purple color so he's obviously being controlled by brainiac and he melts the helicopter pilot and then it's king shark harley quinn and deadshot and their mouths are just hanging open and in walks um captain boomerang and is like so did y'all figure out who the client or who the target is and then they just point at superman like clearly he's the target now it looks like it's gonna be a very interesting game, but it's made by the same people that did the Arkham games.
1: Yeah, I so as as we said with the Suicide Squad movie, um, Jay saw this one, and I have only seen the trailer. So my opinion is based solely off the trailer. I mean, it looks like the premise is a lot of fun. I feel like it's gonna be tricky to do, but they also have you know until twenty twenty two to get it done. So they did not. They also didn't say when in twenty twenty two. They so it could be it could be quarter one or it could be holidays. So that's just one of those as time goes on, you just gotta keep your finger on the pulse of of what this game is looking like.
0: The panel for it was kind of annoying. It was Will Arnett who hosted it. and then they basically the panel was the characters from the video game, like zoomed in you know so it was it was just their picture from the game and then the voice actor was talking as them through the call so it it really wasn't even a real panel like it was just kind of kind of building more hype for the game and like each one was kind of telling like what their role is in the team because it they're obviously I, I'm assuming at this point they're just... There are the only four playable characters. And so you at can... At this point, yeah. Yeah. Because they were kind of telling like what their role was on the team and in the game. So, I don't know. I I was more excited about it than I probably should have been. Because <laughs> after watching it, I was like, ah, Alright, that was kind of lame, actually. I'll talk about that one just because it was... So Black Adam, if you don't know, is a kind of anti-hero, stems from Shazam. Black Adam was, or is, a character that was from thousands of years ago. He was a slave, and he got these powers said to himself he was going to free justice and and all that kind of stuff, but he does it in a more revenge way and not so much a Superman way of or, or Batman where you're stopping the guy and then letting the courts decide what should happen to him. Instead, it's Black Adam as, like, Judge Dredd and as judge, jury, and executioner. You know, he he's not going to withhold restraint. He's just going to go full force. So... We don't really know exactly what the movie is about, um, but we do know that at some point he's going to be joining up with the Justice Society of America, which their Justice Society is going to be Atom Smasher, Katana. Let's see. I wrote the list down. Let me look real quick.
1: I've always been Hawkman,
0: bit... Dr. Fate, Cyclone, and Atom Smasher.
1: Dude, Dr. Fate is an intimidating character in DC. Yes, he is. He, he freaks me out a little bit. He's almost like Doctor Strange, but, like, pumped up to 11.
0: And his story is more dark and a little depressing, really. Yeah, because of the helmet. Yeah, because once the helmet chooses you, that's Your forever. Your life is over, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Black Adam is going to be played by The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and the, so the panel was him talking about the film and he if he read his tweet that he released a long time ago when he first announced that he was going to be playing black adam it's that same tweet basically he read it verbatim just kind of saying i'm super excited about this and this is something that has been in the works he said yesterday that this has been in the works for 10 years now getting this Uh black adam movie together
1: so I wonder if that could be kind of like, you know, does he have the type of association with Black Adam that Ryan Reynolds had with Deadpool? That's w- when it's almost I, like a almost like a pet project. And it's like, no, I want to make this. No, I want to make this. No, I want to make this. That's the and vibe then, yeah. that I
0: got from his interview yesterday is that this is a character that he actually really does have a passion for and likes a lot, and so he really has wanted to play this character for a very long time. So I think it's going to be a very good product, honestly, just because of the passion that he has for it. And he clearly knows a lot about the character. Yeah, the passion he has for it, and the
1: pull that he has to have creatively, because like he is... I mean, look at the rest of the people in the DC cinematic universe. He is probably the biggest name, which is not really what you want for a kind of minor character, but I mean, he I
0: clearly know. knows his stuff though, because he talked about how somebody had said, who is a, who's a hero that you would like to see Black Adam, um, team up with. And so his first response was Wonder Woman. He said, I think Wonder Woman would be a good character for Black Adam to team up with. He said another character that he thought would be interesting would be Superman to team up with Superman only because, and he said, because he knows that Black Adam would be able to stop Superman because Superman has a weakness to magic. And I was like, okay, this guy clearly knows his stuff.
1: Yeah. I also feel like it would be really interesting to team up with like, with Black Adam and Superman because like you said earlier, they're both so incredibly powerful but Black Adam is willing to take that last step, peace by any means necessary. Superman probably wouldn't go for that, but Black Panther or Black Panther, gosh. Black Adam <laughs> could Black Adam could also, you know, let him have it too. That would be a really interesting one to watch for sure.
0: And the artwork is really cool too that they've done with it.
1: So jumping off of a movie panel to a different movie panel. Um I think this was one of the first panels they did at Fandom was uh, Wonder Woman 1984. So The panel was Patty Jenkins, Chris Pine, Gal Gadot, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pascal. So Kristen Wiig plays Cheetah, and I don't even really know who Pedro Pascal plays, but I also don't care, because he's Oberyn Martell, he's the Mandalorian, and he's the villain of this. I'm absolutely on
0: board. So he's playing the villain? I thought Cheetah was playing the villain
1: cheetah is going to be playing the the, it's one of those cheetah's gonna i so this is this is just my thought cheetah is going to get her powers somewhat through the movie and kind of grow into them to become wonder woman's rival so i think it's one to be it's going to be one of those they start out friends once cheetah gets power she goes no i don't have to be your friend anymore like that type
0: of dynamic
1: kind of like what it's it's that thing we talked about in mcu and review that kind of
0: overdone friend turned foe captain america and winter soldier or even spider-man and green goblin the captain america comparison
1: is really tricky because that's like friend turned foe turned friend again it's like well you know you keep flipping the coin enough times you get the result you want uh that's true
0: mathematically that's accurate
1: they had um they had chris pine in there and um for anyone who's seen the first wonder woman movie uh he dies at the end right? We all thought, but somehow he comes back for the second movie. And it's kind of cool because part of, you know, the the character's journey for Diana in the first movie is the culture shock of leaving Themyscira and becoming, you know, westernized. Um, Steve Trevor has that same kind of shock when he goes from because he doesn't age wherever, what was it, like 1918, I think is when Wonder Woman was, to obviously 1984. They they play it up in the trailer because he's like, parachute pants, is everybody parachuting now? I don't get it. Or like he wears a fanny pack and he thinks it looks really good and she's like, no, we're going to try something else. Again, I mean, like, like we've said with, with all of this stuff, if you want to hear... Or if you want to know it better than we are secondhand describing it, find these trailers. Because, I mean, by now they are out there for sure.
0: Yeah, go to the uh, DC page on YouTube and it's all listed there.
1: I will say one of the coolest things about the uh, Wonder Woman 1984 panel was they had a... They were like, yeah, you know, we have a a famous fan calling in and it was Linda Carter. Obviously, you know, the, the rest of the cast from the first movie already had experiences with her because they would have talked to her during the making of that and everything, but Kristen Wiig, like, fangirled real hard. <laughs> and that was just so cool to see, because it's like, it, you hear it all the time when it's like, famous people, they're just like us. And you never really believe it, but every now and then there's blips like that when you're like, okay, yeah, that's probably about what I would do. With, yeah. you know, someone that I had, like, if if I was doing something and then Kevin Conroy, like, showed up, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's a defining character from my childhood.
0: Yeah, right. I'm going to freak out for a second. Now, did they say when it's actually going to be released?
1: I don't remember seeing it, but I imagine the plan is still... At this point, I would push it to Thanksgiving or Christmas, to be honest with you. To give it the most time, but to also have a weekend when you know movies typically do pretty
0: well. Well, you know what we should do, as far as because of trailers, because a trailer was released for that one, I didn't watch the panel... But I did watch the trailer today, which was for The Batman with Robert Pattinson. Hey, there it is. Now, this is a a movie that John and I both have uh, been very vocal about as far as not in agreement with it and very much against it. Uh, I know for me personally, it's because why another batman john i think kind of somewhat agrees it's like yeah like why go ahead and do that again but uh for whatever reason they've decided that this is a character that needs to be revamped for some reason so not only was the trailer released so was the logo and some artwork but the trailer (sighs) i actually really liked it
1: yeah i did too so one thing kind of bringing a couple of smaller panels together. I watched a panel of Walter Hamada and Greg Berlanti all together. And um, one of the things regarding, con- cause they are Greg Berlanti is TV. Walter Hamada is movies and Jim Lee is overall creative officer. Um, and one of the things they talked about was the continuity of all this stuff. And one of the things Walter Hamada said is that the Matt Reeves Batman exists in its own continuity.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: So from a multiverse standpoint, it does not tie into Justice League because he's on a separate Earth. And he said that and it was just like a like a he said it and forgot about it. But I was like, honestly, that makes me feel better than anything else about this movie.
0: Yeah, because I think most people were thinking, OK, so is this like the beginning of the Batman that we saw in Justice League or what's you know, why why another Batman origin story? Uh, potentially, so yeah, that actually makes me feel a lot better too, knowing that this is they're on their own separate Earth. Yeah,
1: another thing that was super cool about the the continuity panel, uh, if you will, was that so um, the the Arrowverse, the last big crossover before Arrow ended was Crisis on Infinite Earths, and it ends with an Ezra Miller cameo, which I I mean I didn't watch the the crossover event itself, I have watched the cameo. And I didn't fully appreciate it until I watched this panel because Greg Berlanti said it was basically like a last minute thrown together, nobody knew about it thing. So only like four or five people plus Grant Gustin and Ezra Miller knew that they were doing this. And it was really cool because Ezra Miller apparently in the Justice League movie is never referred to as the Flash. He's exclusively Barry Allen. So the, the canon now is that Ezra Miller's Flash gets the name Flash from Grant Gustin because he's like, I'm Barry Allen. And they're, they're both Barry Allen. But he's like, I'm the Flash. And he goes, you're the what? I like that. And they just kind of yeah. have that back and forth. Yeah, and then he so,
0: even says, doesn't he even say something like, oh, man, I can't wait to tell Cyborg about this.
1: Yeah. that was a It was a smaller panel. But with some heavy hitters. So jumping back into, jumping into the Batman. Again, I didn't watch this panel. I only saw the trailer. And my expectations for this movie are creeping higher and higher. And I'm worried about that.
0: They are for me too. And so I'm worried that it's going to be, it might potentially be a bigger letdown. Because <laughs> if you go in with low expectations, then, you know, it might actually end up. It- surprising you and and pleasing you but if you're going in thinking oh man this actually looks really awesome
1: see i'm kind of worried about it on the other end of the spectrum now if i go into this thinking it's good and it's good are they going to try to jump into you know these fractured timeline stories when they say like you know this is an alternate wonder woman or this is an alternate aquaman or are they ever going to really touch Green Lantern again? Like, that's the type of thing that I would worry about. Because, I mean, we'll we'll talk about Snyder Cut here in a minute. But will they... The Matt Reeves Batman is successful. Will they kind of disregard the Snyderverse to kind of reset with this new Batman? Recast everybody? Redo those movies? Like, that's kind of my concern now going forward is what if this is a success?
0: Good question. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I The way it looks, I think it will actually be pretty successful. Um, however, the only thing that does kind of worry me is just the fact that there has been so many Batman movies and there's been so many people to play Batman, and it would be great if we could keep one for a little while, with, like we did with Christopher Nolan. No, not Christopher Nolan. Good gracious. His movies with Christian Bale. Good gracious. <laughs> There's the that lack is of I, sleep creeping in. <laughs> the worst part is I
1: completely tracked what you're saying and was not going to comment on it. I was like, like we did with the Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah, got it. That's that's how that went in my head.
0: <laughs> right, right. Oh my goodness. So, um, the to me, I think like one of the biggest reveals with this trailer was the villain was 100% confirmed in this trailer the villain is should i spoil it of yes. course i should because yeah, we're a spoiler heavy podcast that's what we're all about here the riddler is 100 the villain there was so many signs throughout the entire trailer and then just in case you missed all of them at the very end it was they had the year that this is going to be released and it was question mark zero question mark one couldn't be any more obvious
1: since it was never like out and out confirmed i'm still kind of holding back to be like maybe the riddler is just a part but yeah i'm i'm excited for a, a devious high mental capacity villain one it's definitely on par it, with batman it's definitely a change of pace from joker movies and like bane in dark knight rises when it's like challenge because he's so the the thought of the batman is it's almost like year one when he's still cutting his teeth as a crime fighter so he's still having to build that relationship with gordon i assume just kind of the challenge that the riddler is going to face to that but also the riddler if if riddler is the only villain in this movie he's a little more extreme than he's ever been in the past which is something like i will really look forward to to seeing how that plays out because normally he's just kind of a quippy happy go not happy go lucky, but like happy go riddly type of like. If there was ever a villain who would skip, it's the Riddler.
0: One hundred percent. You know, yes. kind of like Jim Carrey's version. Jim
1: Carrey's version was not terrible. It was. Bad. It wasn't. It was not it wasn't.
0: terrible. Yeah, it wasn't. I-, I thought it was actually pretty good. Let me compare to the rest of his movie. But yeah, it was. It was pretty good. I I enjoyed it. I thought. Yeah, this has potential. I think. Um. Now, one of my favorite lines in the movie was he beats up this guy, I mean completely just punches the trash out of him. I mean, like he's already down on the ground and he keeps not alive. He he is not getting back up anytime soon. And they ask him like, who are you? and he's like, I'm vengeance. It was perfect.
1: (laughs) I feel like I feel like the the result of that is if someone was gonna do like a comedy based trailer for the Batman they'd be like all right you know that's his name now you know vengeance is out there and just completely disregarding the fact that he's Batman because it's like who are you I'm vengeance
0: all right yeah vengeance it checks out hey guys watch out for vengeance man he's brutal (laughs) (laughs) but I when they asked who he was I was a little worried that he was about to say I'm Batman and then fly away but they didn't go that far
1: because he says I'm vengeance and then he punches him again right does he I missed that I think so because he's, like, wailing on this dude. I'm like, who are you? Kind of like, uh, oh, stop. Don't, like, you know, bump the brakes on this one, bud. And he's like, I'm... Like, he looks up, I'm vengeance. And then he punches the guy again without looking down, I think.
0: Huh. I'm gonna have to I'm watch not, it again I'm, just to I'm be sure.
1: I'm not 100% about that.
0: I'll post the trailer on the Facebook page so that everybody can see it. In fact, I think most of these trailers I'm gonna post just so people don't have to go very far to look for it. Now, let's
1: do... I would think Snyder Cut probably.
0: Yeah, the Snyder Cut was the next thing that I was pretty excited about. Uh, a lot was revealed with this panel. The first the first takeaway for me, what everyone needs to know about Snyder Cut
1: going in is that it is four episodic segments at 1 hour each and it will be available like that initially and then when the fourth episode releases, they will also have it available to watch as a 4 hour movie if anyone wants to do that to themselves, which I felt, I felt personally attacked when Zack Snyder said, (laughs) if anyone wants to do that to
0: themselves, I was like, it's me. I'm going to do it Four hours. And what I was very pleased about too, was it's originally, initially it's going to be released on HBO max. And my first thought was, well, great. Now I'm going to have to pay for HBO max. Not necessarily. If you don't mind waiting uh snyder did say we are going to eventually release it so that everybody can see it so this is going to be something that is probably going to be up to purchase i would think at some point digitally like on amazon and you know probably wherever you can buy your movies stream your movies uh that's probably where it will be available i would think
1: I would think it would have the same timing as a TV season. Yeah. So like if, if a TV season ends, there's typically like a four to six month delay before when it goes to disc. And with this being what it is, and obviously there's such a demand for it because that's why it exists at all is because there's demand for it. Um, They might, you know, push that schedule up a little bit, but initially I imagine it will be at least one month exclusive to hbo max
0: speaking of demanding for it i thought it was very interesting that they actually interviewed the person who was responsible for this release the snyder cut it was this woman from china who had seen the movie and made some assumptions herself saying you know the the superman that we saw in justice league is not the superman that we saw for man of steel And so she said, there was something off, and it bothered me. And so I knew that there had to be a different version of this movie. And so I started this movement called Release the Snyder Cut. She started the hashtag, started the... Well, I think she first started the petition. The petition got signed, got a lot of popularity, started the hashtag, then even started a website to the point where everybody got up in it and was like, yeah, this is something that really needs to happen. So it's because of her that this is even happening. So that's that was really cool that they interviewed her. Yeah, I really appreciated I think, that.
1: I will. This is my opinion on the Snyder Cut. I'm very excited for it and I want to get that known initially, but I don't think it ever existed. You don't think, think it was so? a I think it was a myth until probably spring of 2020, when it kept gaining momentum and gaining momentum, and DC was like, well, we have to do something to try to reclaim our cinematic universe, and, you know, if this is what it's gonna take, then we'll, you know, bite the bullet and get this done, because outside of Aquaman, Wonder Woman... I don't feel like anything else had really been good. And if they think, you know, we can reset Justice League in this sense, uh, we'll... Because I imagine they still have the footage. It's not like they deleted it. So it's just going back in and recutting and re-editing. Maybe reshooting? I don't know. But I imagine a lot of it never got past the storyboard phase.
0: I don't know. At the same time, though, there was a lot from, you know, the previews that came out before Justice League was released... There's been a lot of footage since then that has been leaked and released showing a lot of stuff that makes you think or makes me think anyway. I think there was a big portion of this movie that was already completed to the point where they probably could have continued on and just finished it, but this is so this is just kind of what went through my head of why this this version was not released. I think that what happened was, is that it, now, now real quick, was it Snyder's daughter that had passed away? Is that right? I thought it was one of his children, but I didn't know the exact relation. So I think it was his daughter. So what happened was the, the reason why Snyder uh, stepped away from this project was because that his daughter uh, had passed away. And so he was just under too much emotional stress and turmoil that he couldn't. Complete it, which is completely understandable, uh, and so it was great that that WB said, you know, hey, this is okay, you don't have to finish it right now. Uh, but then they went ahead and got Joss Whedon in and said, hey, can you go ahead and complete it? This is what I think happened. I think Snyder was working on this, and I don't think there were a lot of people that knew what had actually happened so far. And then when he stepped away, I think WB was able to step in and see what he had done. I'm afraid that what happened was is WB saw what he had finished and saw what he had done so far, and they didn't like the direction that it was going. And so they went ahead and said, we're going to go ahead and take advantage of this, of him not being here to complete it, and do something completely different, something that they thought the fans would enjoy better. That's what I I think.
1: I would imagine there's some truth to that, but I also think there's a lot of... If you get tabbed like if you get brought on late in something whether it's a sporting event or like a school project or a multi-million dollar blockbuster movie you want to put your stamp on it Mm -hmm. so it could have just like at some point it comes down to creative differences yeah where you know Zack Snyder has this long-term plan that he has been setting up since Man of Steel and would go through Justice League presumably into other movies but then he has to step away For incredibly valid reasons. Oh, yeah. Joss Whedon gets brought in. He has this reputation of, like, he's done such pinnacle works of nerddom,
0: right? Which, for those who may not know at home, Joss Whedon was the one who did the Avengers movie as well as... Let's see, did he do Age of Ultron as well?
1: I'm not 100%, but even going further back than that, like, he did Buffy. Buffy, yeah. His run, his X-Men run is still very well thought of today and that predates all of his tv or movie work i think so this is on that but I
0: this is a guy who goes really far back as far as like the um nerd culture has an appreciation for him
1: And he wanted to he wanted to leave his mark on it so i imagine you know if it was done linearly and no movies are ever filmed you know start to finish um but i imagine there's a shift you know you can tell this is snyder this is snyder this is snyder oh, wait, now we're in Whedon. You know, one of the things that was confirmed in the panel was that uh, Cyborg is, has a much bigger role in the Snyder Cut, and that's great because he's such a such an interesting character because so much happens to, to Vic so fast. Yeah. It's kind of like a whirlwind of how do you cope with this? But by the end of the Justice League, as or the Justice League, as I saw it referred to, Um, he's just a hundred percent like capable and on board with everything. And I was like, no, there's a much steeper learning curve for all of this that I feel like would have been fleshed out through Zack Snyder.
0: What you said, I mean, he said that this was a character that was kind of the centralized character that brought everybody together was Cyborg. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, and then also the flash has a bigger role too. There he, in fact, he, Snyder didn't spoil anything exactly, but he said that we see a lot more of the Flash's powers in the Snyder cut. So we're we're going to get to see more of that. Uh and then of course we're going to get to see the black suit Superman as well. So that's exciting too. That was revealed in the trailer actually. Which the trailer I enjoyed, but good gracious that music was horrible. I I agree. <laughs> Poor choice. It definitely, it definitely took me away from the
1: trailer, uh-huh. which is not what you want.
0: Kind of a bad start there.
1: Now, here's my fears. So, actually, what? real quick, we'll have that be, we'll have that be the question. What are, <laughs> what are some of the most impactful trailers you remember from a music sense?
0: I'm gonna write that down because there are two for me. The Snyder Cut itself, I do have a, a few fears with it. My fear is this: Man of Steel. We'll start with that one which was Snyder, was very good. Very much enjoyed it. I thought it was a good start to a new Superman. Um, I know a lot of people have a hard time with him killing Zod at the end, but to me, that just kind of set up on why Superman doesn't kill. You know, why Superman doesn't kill people, because he had to kill Zod to save the human race, and it just tore him to pieces. It was the last living person of his planet and he destroyed him so that was the first thing now batman v superman i think everyone can agree is not very good it's batman v superman is a is a decent movie
1: up until the martha scene right like up until that it works and as soon as that happens you're like no nah, this movie's dumb now justice
0: league i thought personally was a little bit better than batman v superman I enjoyed it a little bit better. I there were some things that I didn't like about it, like the weird Superman mouth that was going on, Um, which is
1: entirely due to Whedon, right? Having to do reshoots when he was already filming Mission Impossible and he had that
0: caterpillar on his face. (laughs) Yeah. So that bothered me. But other than that, I thought the movie was pretty good. I felt like it was rushed for sure. I feel like there were a lot of things that would just, they just kind of were like, okay, we're just going to assume that you're keeping track of what's going on. Let's just go to the next thing. But for the most part, I enjoyed it. So there is this slight fear that I have of what is going to happen in the Snyder Cut. I feel like it's going to be very dark. I think it's going to be much darker than the Justice League that we originally had. And then I'm afraid it might just be kind of depressing, but... I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm very, very curious about what's going to happen with it.
1: I mean, if you think about it, though, on the whole, DC has always been a little bit darker than Marvel in terms of tone. Because I feel like Superman and Batman especially, they're much more cognizant of consequence. You know, whereas you watch the Avengers and you don't really think about like the the stuff that happened after the new york fight in the first avengers movie you might not necessarily think about that until you know homecoming the the cleanup plays a much bigger role but from the beginning you know they think about this on a much grander scale so like you talking about superman having to kill zod that's that's the type of tone that i don't know necessarily translates to iron man billionaire playboy philanthropist so if it is if it is a super super dark movie i'm kind of on board for that because they're darker characters
0: they're dealing with some deeper issues
1: well and even i know nolan is entirely separate but those are not happy movies either that's true so that's kind of the springboard to jump into or to jump off from sorry I hope we don't jump into a springboard. Well, I mean, you, <laughs> if you be, jump into it, that's you gonna hurt. fly back
0: off of it, and that's very <laughs> that's very Adam West. Now, how excited are you for the Snyder Cut, would you say, on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 being, I-, I couldn't care, any less, 10, it's the most excited you've ever been.
1: 10 being the, the Fry meme from Futurama with take my money. <laughs> take my money! <laughs> I would say probably about a 7, just because I know it's still so long until it's available. Don't want to have to pay for HBO Max, but I probably will to watch this at release. Yeah, I'm so the same that way. that damp that dampens my excitement, but I am super super excited for it.
0: Yeah, I would say I'm probably at a 7 as well. I I I have been very curious to see what his version of the movie would have looked like. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Now, for the most exciting part i think the thing that we both lost our freaking minds over was
1: it was the new video game it was introduced by zachary levi so i was already on board with whatever it is because
0: zachary levi is great Um, But it is Gotham Knights. Made by the same company that made the Arkham series. And Arkham Knights is going to feature all of, well, not all of, but most of the past sidekicks that Batman had. It's Um, the the big four. This is a, a trailer that I have actually posted on... Facebook I actually uh, posted it just because this is something that I really wanted everybody to see and just to kind of put it into perspective of how awesome this trailer is my wife who does not care about video games at all she hates them so much we watched the trailer together and after it finished she went wow that looks really cool
1: I'll be a hundred percent honest with you I cried <laughs> did you? <laughs> Not because I was sad, but because I was so excited. <laughs> I cannot remember She's the like, last time tears. I was so excited. I cried <laughs> about something. Because the, the premise for this game, um, for anyone who hasn't seen the trailer yet, Gotham, it starts with like the background of a news broadcast saying there's been an explosion, there's been a body found, it is identified as Bruce Wayne. So the trailer starts off, Bruce is dead, and it cuts to a video Bruce has sent out Saying, you know, I'm dead, I blew up the cave, yada, 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 yada. And it's sent to Dick, Jason, Barbara, and Tim. So it's Nightwing, Red Hood, Batgirl, and Robin. Still in the in the more traditional sense. So it honestly feels a lot like an Arkham game, but with incredible co-op potential. Yes. And like swapping between players and stuff. They introduced the Court of Owls as one of the villains. So it's set up as the big bad. But one of the last questions to the devs was, you know, can you tease anything else for us? And they straight up said, this goes way deeper than The Court of Owls, which is so chilling. Um, Having read The Court of Owls arcs that uh, Scott Snyder wrote in New 52, it's a great, it's a great arc. I'm trying to remember which issue it is. I think it's New 52, Batman 5. Challenges the medium more than any single issue I have ever read. Because you just keep turning the book because it changes perspective so many times like an actual like flipping it upside down and all of that it's an incredible incredible book um but seeing them brought into the the video game canon as a as a massive villain and then the talon assassins that they have oh my gosh dude i i'm so excited for this freaking game
0: it's gonna be awesome It, it is gonna be so much fun so it is going to be released next year I don't think they have an exact date, uh, but we can probably assume that it's going to be holiday next year, would be my guess.
1: I think if it wasn't going to be, they might have tied a date to it. Because if it's one of those, like, yeah, you know, it's going to come out in March, or it's going to come out in June, that's not terribly long from a video game perspective. No. Like like Cyberpunk 2077 is, you know, scheduled to come out holidays of this year, but it was originally scheduled to come out holidays of 2019. And then it got pushed back and then it got COVID did. And, you know, here we are. So the fact that there's not a date to it makes me, you know, agree with you holidays of 2021. But the concern I have, and this is one of the things I, I can actually share uh, that I send a, a group text with some gamer friends of mine. I am concerned that it might not be PS4, Xbox one release because it takes place the because it'll be released so far after the release of the new consoles, Mm. which ultimately doesn't matter to me because my computer can handle it. And I think it'll be a PC release, but I would much prefer to play it on console just because I feel like the, the control dynamics are what I know from having played Arkham for a decade.
0: Yeah, I could see... Yeah, that's that's going to be a good question. So that might be the game that kind of forces us to go ahead and purchase the new console. But by that point, you know, that'll be a year into the consoles being sold and released and updated and stuff, so... Hopefully Maybe the, the first generation bugs are out of the system. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully that, that's that's worked itself out. It just it just looks awesome. Uh, the the now the only thing I was trying to figure out was I don't think this is a continuation of the Arkham series. No. It's it's kind of a, a, a revamp. It's a reset um, for sure. Yeah, and and so that part of it I really enjoyed too. So it's not going to continue on this uh, same track that we've already seen. So it's not like the Red Hood that you'll be playing is the Red Hood that tried to kill Batman in Arkham Knight.
1: I mean, canonically, this Red Hood probably did try to kill Batman at some point. Let's
0: be honest, yeah, that probably did happen. (laughs)
1: So, but that's honestly, Jason being a featured player in this is one of the things that has me most excited me too. Because I mean I I love the Jason Todd character, which is really understandable when you also realize how like Bucky is probably my favorite Marvel character. They're essentially the same character.
0: Yeah, they really you know,
1: are. The the hero's sidekick who dies but then comes back mysteriously later as a ace assassin. They're they're essentially the same character. Jason typically is kind of on the periphery or like you said in Arkham Knight, he is the villain. So having him as a playable character, I'm very excited about. And one of the one of the more heated debates we got into last night, me and my group text of gamer friends, was wondering if the Robin is Damien or if it's Tim. It's Tim. It's there's Tim. No doubt, oh, there's no doubt in my mind between the staff, the fighting style, and in the in the pre-alpha footage from the game engine, he's wearing the Red Robin suit, which is exclusive to tim yeah because he he had quoted a link that said it was damien and i was like listen if it's damien i will not touch that character at all no
0: no also if it had been damien then he would have done the complete opposite of what bruce had wanted him to do because he's not exactly a team player (laughs) yeah and he is not going to follow the rules uh, now what would be interesting is if Damien is behind it all. I mean, I don't I, think that would happen, but that would be very interesting.
1: I don't necessarily see him as behind it all as much as it is like a DLC campaign. So like if there, I imagine there'll be a season pass with this and I could see, you know, if this comes out holiday of 2021, maybe like March to May of 2022, they release like the Damien Wayne campaign when you know he had been like he had been with talia and the league of assassins and he comes back and his father's dead and you know he has to adapt to this thing and become one of the bat family so it would almost be the who was it? i think it was the grant morrison run where dick was batman and damian mm-hmm. was robin yeah so it would almost kind of take inspiration from that i can definitely see that happening for sure because damien is too big of a character to not include to me personally not big
0: enough of a character to usurp tim do you think that this is going to be the kind of game where you get to choose which character you're going to play or will it depend on what level you're playing that that's the character you'll play
1: i want it to be you pick your character me too but I could also see it being so in the in the pre alpha game engine footage that they actually had a really decent amount of.
0: It was, yeah. Um,
1: in the in the show off here, the showcase. They had Tim and they had Batgirl. The the big bad that they get to fighting eventually is Mr. Freeze. So I could see it being you can play anybody, but you know, certain characters might have certain advantages versus other enemies so like how you talked with Suicide Squad game earlier how they all had their role you know I could see that kind of playing into this game with some enemies you might want to be a smaller faster player or some enemies you might want to be you know Jason who I could see being more
0: tanky hits harder but moves slower you know I could see that too so I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens with this for sure. Yeah, no, I'm it's... I'm for sure following this. I, this yeah. is
1: a this is a ten out of ten. Take my money. I before the showcase was even over, I was seeing if there was a posting that I could pre-order this game.
0: So that was what we liked from DC FanDome. Um, I think that it's something that we'll continue to see in the future. I don't think it's going to be going away. I think it was too successful, but uh, it was a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to next year. I don't know. It kind of gave me, I don't know how you felt about it all when it was done, but personally when it finished up, I thought, you know, I'm feeling a little more confident in the DC universe now. Uh, I think they're kind of getting their stuff together and it looks like they're going to be bringing out some really awesome things. Absolutely. There's definitely that sense of
1: like how we compared it to Comic-Con earlier, Comic-Con is a much smaller audience than what they were able to reach with this. Because this was broadcast around the world. So they had, you know, more... They had language-specific hosts that would kind of show up every now and then be like, I'm your French host, or I'm your Canadian host. They had the Australian host. Even with that, it it creates such a larger reach. Panels in San Diego. Because even then, in San Diego, like, it's a big deal. I'm not going to try to slight that. DC was never the... Comic Con announcement. It since the MCU has started, every year has been what is Marvel doing this year? And for DC to have a 24-hour period of exclusively their news frame and control and release as they want to, they they pulled it off incredibly well.
0: And uh, I think that those who may not know, originally this was going to be like a really big event where you had to choose what you were going to watch. They actually decided to cut it in half and so the other half of this is actually happening later in September so I actually I
1: I believe it's the 12th
0: yeah I think the 12th or 13th is one of those Uh, but yeah that's so that I actually really appreciated that because there were a few things that kind of there were some things that conflicted with each other and so they are going to be doing it separate so that you don't have to choose what it is that you want to watch so the next part of this is actually going to be from what I could tell, it looks like it's going to be more comics-related, some animated stuff, TV stuff. Uh, it's going to be more of that instead of uh, just the... So this was kind of like the main thing that everybody was kind of excited about as opposed to what might be coming out later.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I didn't know that they were doing it animated. I thought it was just going to be comic stuff. Because the most recent eight like DCAU release, I think, has been the Deathstroke movie. Deathstroke Um, and then um,
0: Superman Man of Tomorrow. Yeah, but I really want
1: to know where they go from that. Because typically that's one of the things with every movie is they tease the next one. So if we could get, you know, a year at a glance of DC animated, I am 100% on board for that. I'd be very excited.
0: Yeah. So that's what might come up later in September. Might do another one for, for that one. We'll have to see. I don't know if I'll tune in for that one or not, but... I mean, if
1: it, if it's a Saturday again, I probably will. And if it's not a Saturday, that's a tremendously missed opportunity.
0: <laughs> I think it's a Saturday for sure. In fact, I'll pull up my calendar right now. Timber, yep, that's uh, a Saturday. I would imagine that's when it is then. But uh, for those who may have watched Fandome, what was it that you enjoyed? What was it that you were excited about? Do you agree with what we had to say, or do you feel differently? Uh, We'd like to hear from you. Uh, So, John, how can they reach out to us? Well, Jay, since you asked so uh, kindly and predictably,
1: reach out to us uh, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash theydidn'taskus. Like Jay has said throughout the episode, we're going to be dropping links um, to the trailers, maybe just DC's YouTube channel as a whole, just to do the one link. But if you want to watch the things that we've talked about and not just take our word for it, you can definitely go through... Uh, that page, find the links. Uh, if you want to reach out to us more directly, uh, you can message the page. I, th- I think you can. Yeah, We've got,
0: uh, we've got messages on there. You can message us uh, directly or you can comment on the posts.
1: Um, but then if you don't want to, if you want to reach out, you know, through an email or something we have, they didn't ask us at gmail.com. If you want to, uh, if you want to leave us an audio message, you can reach out to us on our anchor profile, which is anchor.fm slash. They didn't ask us uh, for a chance f- to be featured in a future episode. So if you would be, if you'd be okay with that, you know, we would have a, have a little ask and answer session. Um, And any of those ways that I just listed, we would love to hear from you.
0: If you want to follow me on my personal Instagram, it's the nerd is underscore in. Um, I do. I'll repost a lot of stuff that I find interesting. Um, I tend to put a link to, uh, well, there's a link on my on my bio directly to our Spotify account if you want to uh, find us on there, uh, and then I also announce whenever we have something coming out. And then I know John, you've got your gaming plug with that I do keeping the brand
1: consistent. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter and Twitch um, at the handle of jmuller 8332 Again, with the with the caveat, the Twitch is a little bit more. Uh, language flying on that one so you can watch me muted you know i'll still appreciate that regardless of how you reach out to our show or us personally uh, we appreciate the heck out of y'all uh taking time out of your day to listen to us so uh, jay do you have any parting thoughts as well
0: no just uh thank you for tuning in uh please share us with your friends and your family and uh the main thing that we try to do here is to keep it family friendly uh, we want to everybody to feel comfortable and safe when li- when listening to us. Man, my words are just—I'm getting so tongue-tied; it is ridiculous. So I'm going to go take a nap, and uh, I, we will check back with you in two weeks to hear more. No, this this should just be one week. This is the bonus episode for us. Oh, August. that's right. So this I be. I forgot about in. that
1: tune in to us next week when we'll talk about something. I don't know that we figured it out
0: yet. No, we haven't, actually. So if you have an idea, please email us and let us know what you think. Uh, we've got more movies that are going to be coming out here soon, uh, so hopefully we can start start up what we normally do, which is review movies that come out monthly. So um, hopefully this COVID stuff is going to go away. I get tired Preach. of it. Breach. Breach. I hey, man. John raised his hand. <laughs> uh... Well, we love you guys. Stay safe out there. And we'll be back in just one week. Man, you're going to get spoiled. Like like bad milk. Well, until we meet you again, nerd out. Thank you for
1: listening to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. If you
0: have any questions, comments, or concerns, we would love to hear from you you can reach the show by email at they didn't ask us at gmail.com. Whether you just discovered our podcast or have been a longtime listener, if you enjoy what we are doing, please take a moment after the show, give us a review and also give us a rating. Tune in next time to hear more random nerdy thoughts and opinions from your new favorite podcast.